Welcome back to another episode. We're continuing on with facts that aren't true, and we're going to pick up where we left off in part one of the book, which is about the human body. So today we have untrue facts about alcohol, caffeine, and the five senses. Let's get started. Caffeine dehydrates you. It's true that caffeine is a diuretic, which are substances that increase urine production in the body. What caffeine specifically does is causes the kidneys to reabsorb less sodium. Kidney filtration is a two-step process. In the first stage of filtration, the kidneys filter your blood of waste, but also take out many electrolytes and other essential components. During reabsorption, the kidneys take back what the body needs while leaving the waste. By reabsorbing less sodium, the fluid outside the kidneys has more osmotic pressure and more water is lost. However, the amount of caffeine in coffee and other drinks is not enough to cause hydration and is probably more than negated by the water the drinks contain. Multiple studies have demonstrated no detectable difference between coffee and soda drinkers than non-drinkers. Alcohol is a different story. Alcohol shuts down the production of ADH, a hormone our bodies use to retain water. ADH stands for anti-diuretic hormone. The effect of alcohol on urine production is what people typically refer to as breaking the seal. The suppression of ADH can last for several hours after drinking and does indeed cause significant dehydration, which is one of the reasons why a hangover is so miserable. One of the other reasons is that alcohol gets into the inner ear, where structures that inform the body about its position are located. Alcohol diffuses out of the inner ear slowly, and there is still residual alcohol long after you've sobered up. As the alcohol diffuses out, it creates a weak current, tricking the inner ear into thinking you're moving while the rest of your body thinks you're lying still. This confusion is what causes the dizziness and vertigo of hangovers. Caffeine is also rumored to stunt your growth. However, no scientific data supports this claim either. Nobody is sure where this rumor comes from, but it's probably derived from studies of low birth weight in children of caffeine drinkers. One study found that the children of women who consumed around 200 milligrams of caffeine a day gave birth to children who were 66 grams, or 3 ounces, lighter and 0.32 or about 0.13 inches shorter. Next untrue fact is alcohol warms you up. Alcohol may make you feel warmer, but it has the opposite effect. In the initial stages of intoxication, alcohol causes blood vessels to dilate. This is what causes the flush face in some intoxicated individuals. Dilated blood vessels on the surface of the body make you feel warm, but it's because the wider blood vessels help the body conduct heat away from your core to the surface of the skin. The result is your body actually loses heat. While alcohol can cause blood vessels to dilate in the short term, leading to low blood pressure, excess alcohol consumption leads to hypertension. You've probably heard that red wine is good for your heart. I wondered if the effect of lowering blood pressure with light alcohol consumption was a contributing factor. It isn't. The exact reason why moderate consumption of red wine correlates with good heart health isn't well understood, but it's thought to be some of the compounds in it that have antioxidant and anti-inflammatory effects. On a related note, 
St. Bernard dogs never carried tiny barrels of booze on their collars, which were used to help avalanche victims. But I've decided to write more about that in the History, Culture, and Geography section. Humans have five senses. The traditional five senses are sight, smell, hearing, touch, and taste. Vision is accomplished with specialized neurons containing proteins that change shape when a photon strikes them. Rod cells are specialized only to detect differences in light intensity and can only perceive gray tones. Cone cells are specialized to detect differences in the wavelength of photons and allow us to see color. Bonus fact that isn't true, I heard that our peripheral vision is black and white, but our brain hallucinates the colors for us. This isn't true, but your peripheral vision is less colorful. Rods and cones are classified as photoreceptors. Amazingly, the retina is not the only place where you find photoreceptors. Buried deep inside the brain is the pineal gland. The pineal gland regulates the circadian rhythms of most vertebrates by releasing melatonin. It's a curious case that the pineal gland contains rods and cones, but the answer is evolution. My eyes roll back into my skull when I hear people talk about their third eye, but some vertebrates do have a third eye of sorts. It's called the parietal eye, and while it cannot see shapes, it can detect light. Parietal eyes are common in tuataras, lizards, frogs, salamanders, and some fish. Both the parietal eye and the pineal gland originate from a brain region called the diencephalon. In mammals, for whatever reason, the parietal eye changed and is now housed inside our cranium. Our eyes detect the light changes the parietal eye does to stimulate the pineal gland. This is why digital screens can cause insomnia. Their light is tinted blue. This is why digital screens can cause insomnia. Their light is tinted blue, mimicking the midday sky rather than shades of red and orange that occur during sunset. Smell and taste are accomplished by specialized neurons called chemoreceptors. Chemoreceptors have specialized protein structures that bond to chemicals, allowing our body to detect them. I will go into more detail about taste and smell in the next untrue fact regarding taste regions in the tongue. Hearing is accomplished by a type of neuron called a mechanoreceptor. Mechanoreceptors respond to stimuli that exert a force. The eardrum membrane vibrates when pressurized air, otherwise known as sound, hits it. This, in turn, causes the ear bones, the malleus, incus, and stapes, to transmit those vibrations. The malleus and incus act like an articulating arm, while the stapes acts like a plunger stuck to a surface. The stapes pushes back and forth, transmitting force to the vestibule, a fluid-filled organ in the inner ear. The pressure is transmitted through the fluid in the vestibule down the cochlea, where neurons with hair-like extensions move in response to those pressure waves. The movement triggers neuronal activity, which conducts signals to the brain, and voila, hearing. Located within the inner ear are the semicircular canals. The semicircular canals are three loops that act as our inner gyroscope. Mechanoreceptors in the semicircular canals bend in response to our body's position relative to the downward acceleration of gravity. This is what informs us of our body's orientation. This is how you know your position, even with your eyes closed. In space, there is no downward acceleration, so the brain can't detect the difference between floating one way versus floating with your head where your feet just were. 
Many astronauts suffer terrible nausea because of this. These receptors also allow the body to detect when it's moving because the hairs will move as your body moves, much like the way a candle flame bends as you move the candle. These are the same receptors that are disturbed by the flow of alcohol out of the inner ear, contributing to hangovers. Our sense of touch is also mechanical, and it's actually many different senses, collectively part of the somatosensory system. One of them is proprioception, which allows us to perceive the position of our body. Close your eyes and hold your hands out. You can sense exactly where the tips of your fingers are. Without opening your eyes, touch your nose. You may miss, but only barely. That's proprioception. Proprioceptors are located throughout our muscles and tendons and detect the positions of those parts of our bodies. Proprioceptors are also what allow us to detect texture. There's a difference between detecting a generic surface and discriminating different textures, and different types of structures handle each task. Specialized nerve endings called pacinian corpuscles detect fine vibrations and allow us to detect the fine texture of a material. Apparently, these are also the nerves that make us feel tickled. Thermoception, you may have guessed, is the ability to sense temperature. Prepare yourself for a mind-blowing fact. We don't actually have the ability to feel wet. The sensation you feel of being underwater is a combination of pressure sensors and thermoception. You can test this yourself. Try to find the thinnest plastic you can. Wrap your hand around it and dip your hand in water. It will feel no different than putting your naked hand in water. I've had a very different experience that also resulted in a false sense of wetness. I once had to have a CT scan with a contrast solution. Contrast solution can leave a metallic taste in your mouth and make you feel like you peed your pants. The technician warned me I would have this sensation, but when it happened, I refused to believe I didn't pee my pants and told them there is, quote, no way I didn't really urinate. Turns out I didn't. The professionals know what they're talking about. It was just the unmistakable warm feeling in the pelvic area that's indistinguishable from the real thing. Nociception is our ability to feel pain. All the things our senses can detect can turn into pain. Taste can be painful when we are tasting something extremely spicy. Touch can be painful when it's piercing or crushing. Temperature can be painful when it's too hot. Once a certain threshold is reached, nociceptors take over. There's an extremely rare condition called congenital insensitivity to pain with anhydrosis, or SEPA. People with SEPA can feel textures, tell the difference between hot and cold, taste food, and know up from down, but cannot feel pain or sweat because their bodies don't know when they're overheated. Far from being a superpower, SEPA is extremely dangerous because patients with it can easily die of trauma they have no idea they've suffered. Most people with SEPA don't live past 25. Interoception is our ability to sense hunger, thirst, needing to use the restroom, and more. Interoception is accomplished by a wide range of different neurons, including proprioceptors and chemoceptors. Humans don't have the ability to detect the passage of time. That's not to say we don't have a circadian rhythm, but those make us feel aware of the passage of time. Michael Stevens, the host of Vsauce on YouTube, 
once put himself in an isolation chamber for three days. The room had no windows and was fully illuminated at all times. He entered the room at 10.30 p.m. on the first day. At 11.30 a.m. the next day, he estimated it was 7.30 p.m. After 17 hours, he estimated it had been 24 hours. After sleeping for only an hour and a half, he thought it was the morning of the second day when only 18 and a half hours had passed, making him off by a factor of two. On day two, at 8.24 in the morning, Michael assumed it was 9 a.m. on the final day. With 32 hours remaining, Michael assumed only a few hours were left. You would think the senses of hunger or the number of times you used the bathroom would help you estimate the passage of time with better accuracy, but with no environmental cues, it's hopeless. That does it for this installment. Come back next week for more facts that aren't true. Yeah.